Hey everyone, welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, three Doctors of Running, discuss the art and science to the things that we're putting onto our feet. Today on the docket is the Saucony Endorphin Speed, not to be confused with the Pro, Saucony Endorphin Speed. <laughs> and uh, Matt just doesn't have his pair because David's using them, so um, we got two of them here, but should be enough. I just want to run through really quick we're going to just dive into a couple of the specs uh so let me just run through those really quick so weight for this shoe you're looking at 7.8 ounces for a men's size nine and you're looking at 6.8 ounces for a women's size seven um the drop in this guy is eight millimeters um 35 and a half millimeters in the back 27 and a half millimeters in the front uh, the midsole that we're looking at is their Power Run PB midsole, which is um, a Piva-based super foam, as they call it. Um, it has a nylon plate that spans the length of the shoe. Um, and the upper is an engineered mesh, and they have some of their technology for fit built into it. So that's kind of the, the breakdown of the main specs. This is their uh, first released colorway. There are talks of a black colorway for those who like that. So... Um, Klein didn't like that, so he's gone. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's the specs. So uh, again, we're going to just start off with a quick question this time for Matt, just to kind of get to know him a little bit. So Matt, what, uh, what led you to start getting into physical therapy? What, how, when did you know you wanted to become a physical therapist? Uh, I was long prior to being a physical therapist and prior to uh, like early, like high school, early college, I got into running in a different way than most people. I didn't, I didn't really run in high school until my last year and I was pretty much chronically injured. Nobody told me how to keep those at bay. Every practitioner that I went to generally suggested things that didn't really fix the source of the problem and being someone who was hyper, who was hyperactive and still is and trying to figure out, you know, how can I, there's got to be a better answer. And then partway at the, toward the end of, of my senior year of high school and then into college, had the same problem until somebody finally introduced me to a physical therapist. And I was just dealing with chronic iliotibial band issues. And the, the physical therapist I work with, she was like, dude, this is super easy. Let me just show you how to turn this, turn your glutes on. And like within less than 24 hours, I was running after like being injured for probably five or six months. And that blew my mind to realize I could treat with exercise and movement. Yeah. I, it just was like my like freshman year of, of college and it just blew me away and I knew exactly what I wanted to. And I have pursued that to the end as far as I keep pursuing as far as I can uh, since that time. So it's been an amazing journey and uh, I don't get injured anywhere. So it's great. That's awesome. And where'd you do your schooling? So I did my undergrad at University of Puget Sound in Tacoma. I went to Western University of Health Sciences, um, as David did as well. Um, I did residency at Casa Colina, orthopedic residency. Uh, it was a great place to do it because I also got some neuro stuff as well. And then I did my sports fellow, sport manual therapy fellowship at uh, Kaiser in uh, uh, Kaiser downtown LA. And I haven't stopped yet, so I'm, I'm uh, doing a, a PhD in movement science and rehab at APU. And so throughout these... Uh, Video these Alan hired. Yeah, I may or may not have this hair by the end of <laughs> this couple of years, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> so I haven't stopped schooling yet, so it's to be continued. Nice, fabulous. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, you ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So, what do you guys think? Do you want to go into the things we like about the shoe first, or should we start with our fan questions? Let's start with. Let's start with the. Let's start with the fan questions first. Differently. Let's do it. So the first fan question, this is an easy one, um, a quick one, uh, submitted by Dwayne Sidney, and he was just asking what's the release date for this shoe. So um, this originally was slated to release on July 1st, um, and, I, and that's still the plan, that the Endorphin Speed, which also uh, I believe it's listed for 160 US dollars uh, for its price. Sounds right. Um, that's still planned to release 7-1. So still on pace there. I, I have to admit, uh, speaking of the price, that I think these are these all three of the Endorphin series are priced very modestly. And that is very, a side note of things that appreciate is like, that is awesome. The, the speed being listed yeah. at 100. And do you think that we're in? Yeah, that's a great deal. It is, it is funny now to say that a $160 shoe is, mo is modestly priced. I mean, but, for everything else that costs like two fifty for something that's disappointing, right? Yeah. Like, it's been awesome in the market. Yeah, in the market, like the Endorphin series has Fuel been something. awesome. Yeah, you're also exactly. paying partially for the technology as well, like that Piba base foam, high stack, yeah. crazy rebound with that plush, like very rebound midsole. It's just insane. And then you have the nylon plate on top of it, and it's just. You got a lot of pop and technology in a shoe for the yeah. price of a daily trainer. So, so there we go. Seven one hundred sixty bucks. Um, next question was by Neil Clements. How does this shoe compare to the Skechers Speed Elite? We got two comparison questions. This is the one. That is a great question. Anybody else want to go? I can go. Okay. Awesome. So. I think one thing that I noticed right away is the ground feels a little different. The Skechers Speed Elite's much closer to the ground, lower profile, lower stack. Uh, the plate, you're gonna feel a lot more. It almost feels kind of like a track spike on the road, but with more cushion. Whereas the Endorphin Speed, it's got a lot more stack. The midsole's way more plush. Uh, ground feel isn't great, but you're running on roads, so it's not a huge issue unless you change surfaces. Um, and the nylon plate isn't quite as snappy or um, stiff or rigid in the forefoot as the Speed Elite. And you can kind of see it there with Matt, very prominent, that plate as it goes up into the forefoot. Yeah. The toe spring on it is also a lot more involved as well. So gonna... Are you good? I was just going to say, I think the, the biggest difference besides, I mean, the biggest difference for me is ground feel. Huge stack. I would say stability-wise, this one is way less stable than the Speed Elite, at least uh, from, from my experience. Uh, but the, the propulsion of the Speed Elite seems higher because of that toe. It feels faster because of that toe spring, um, and it's lighter too. So you get a lower ground feel. You get a little bit more propulsive feel, less bounce in the Speed Elite. You get more cushion, more bounce, more plush. Um, 
ride in, in, in the endorphin speed. There are also yeah. technically two different categories as this is a racing flat and technically yes. the endorphin and speed this is considered more of a lightweight trainer or I think that's very flexible. Like the speed, the endorphin speed could easily be a phenomenal distance racing flat for a lot of people. But yeah. this, the, the speed elite is definitely more of this is your pure racing flat. It is cushion, right? For yes. Goal, but it, having run two marathons in these, um, but this is far close to the ground. And if I was going to choose to run a 5K in each one of these, it would be this hands down. Oh, um, right. Yeah, just because it's just it's the it's got that close to the ground feel while still having a decent amount of cushioning for how much soles there. So yeah, yeah. totally. There's a pretty big weight difference as well. I mean, going yeah. from 11.8 ounces in the endorphin speed versus 6.0 ounces in the speed yeah. elite. I mean, you've almost got just shy of two ounces, roughly. You know, yeah, very, very different. Both great, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both amazing. I've enjoyed both. Um, next question. Uh, this one was on Instagram by Van Beastie. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, they asked, "How does this shoe compare to the Vaporfly?" Um, I think they were referring to the four percent or the next percent. What? Do you Hold on. I've got all of this. <laughs> can I go grab my 4%? So you can play a game. You have to eat another donut I'll every go, time that client yeah, walks step out. <laughs> I'll uh, grab the 4% while he's talking. Yep. So uh, David has my pair of 4% fly nets. Um, this is the next percent, as most people know. Uh, Regina probably won't let me grab her pair of alpha flies. But um, so... Again, different categories, right? Um, and I answered that question. So compared to the speed, similar stack height, they're both stacked pretty high. The Piba versus the P-Bax, this has a little, the, the P-Bax, they're similar materials, just done slightly differently. This has a lot more spring and softness to it. Um, the, and the plate is, is far more aggressive because it is carbon fiber uh, in the Vaporfly versus both of them have a lot of bounce. Uh, I definitely like the upper a lot more in this in the speed. Uh, both of them have a, have that kind of bounce. It's just that the Piba in the Endorphin series is much more of a controlled stable bounce than the really super soft Zoom X. Um, except in the forefoot, this is a little different here. But yeah, definitely in the the Flynet. What uh, what I talked to Austin about, he was actually trying to compare it to the Endorphin Pro, which again, Endorphin Pro and Speed are actually very similar. Uh, and the same thing applies where the, the plate in this, this is, in my mind, is is still bouncy, bouncier than the Vaporfly, but it is not as bou it's, it's bouncy, but not as soft. So the Piva and the Dorphin series is firmer, fits a little more forgiving, and just a little more room up here, a little more airy upper. Um, and in my opinion, just a hair, a hair, a hair more stable than yeah. the and we'll do a full video on the pro. Yeah, we'll have we'll have the full, full video as well. Anything else you want to add, David? I haven't ran in yeah. the Vaporfly, so I, I have yeah, nothing to yeah. add. Uh, just comparing thumbs, I haven't run in the Endorphin Pro, so there's a disclaimer there, but this video is the Endorphin Speed. Um, yeah. The thumbs are a little different, even though they're both P-Bub versus P-Bags, you know, similar compounds, but the... Vaporfly has a lot more of like a sinking and propulsive feeling. And I think part of that probably is that carbon fiber plate. But the, the Zoom X foam, it almost, it almost feels like a trampoline where you land on it and you come down and then you can really feel that pop coming off of it. 
Whereas the endorphin speed, the ride of the speed is a little bit more smooth, I think, where it's not as bouncy or propulsive, but it's more momentous, if that makes sense. Yeah, so that speed roll, it's very just fluid. You feel fluid, you feel light, you still get some rebound and pop, but the, the vapor flies, it's, it's like a trampoline. That's probably like the best way to describe it. Yeah. More like a small bounce than like a big bounce. Right. Yeah. And the pro and the speed are similar where it's, it's super easy to get into a, once you find your rhythm, it's super easy to keep that rhythm in those shoes. It, it's awesome. That speed roll plus the Piba has a really good combination of those two, plus the different plates. Cool. All right, good. Last, last fan question. Um, this is submitted by Ernie Sachs. Um, he or she was asking, why an eight millimeter drop instead of the four millimeter drop is seen in the Kinvara? I love this question. This is a great <laughs> question. Part of the challenges, I think David, you did a little more reading. I'll have you expand on this a little bit more, but part of the challenges with these softer foams is if you start going to a lower drop, right? Especially if you land in the posture section, you're going to get a lot more compression. So you're essentially going to create a negative drop shoe. That is one of the issues with these softer soles. Um, the the speed roll can take out of that a little bit, but also the angle that you the, of your foot will also determine how well you use the plate. So depending on the plate stiffness, they do studies on this, right? And so Saucony has it to their own lab that they do this, um, especially working with Gerard Ward, um, where they have they can figure out what's kind of the optimal level of height to be able to maximize the plate and vice versa. Um, and also the, the, probably the thinking is that over a long, a long distance like that, right? Lower the goal with this technology, right? The PIPA foams, the, the curved soles is to really reduce the, the amount of work from the ankle. So it does, that doesn't fatigue as much. So you can be able to, this is a long distance shoe, right? This is not, a, this is not a yeah. mild shoe. It's a long distance shoe. So you want to be able to try to reduce the amount of work the ankle is doing. So having not too high, but a little higher drop can, can help with that based on some of the, evidence that's not been published, but has been, I've had the good fortune to talk with some people about. Yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. If I'm wrong, the only race, the only racing flats that have, um, a plate plus a formula millimeter drop. One of them is going to be the speed elite, which is not a full length plate. So that's just using the H plate that goes to the midsole or the midfoot. And then you also have the alpha fly. But that has the AirPods in the front, which also right. I don't know much about them, but I'm guessing they would compress as well, even more right. potentially as the foam does. So you, you know, Matt was talking about if you're just standing loaded on the back of one right. of these foams, you're compressing it just by even standing there. And then you add running, so you're you just you need to have a little bit of that drop to have it be effective. Whereas in the Alpha Fly, you might get some of that drop from both, even more of the forefoot. Right. I'm not sure. Right. Remember that the, those those drop measurements, those heel-toe offsets are static measurements, and with how soft foams are, the dynamic measurement is totally different and totally person-specific. Uh, so that's why you'll have shoes like, oh, it's a 12-millimeter drop, but it feels way lower than that. Or sometimes you'll have a shoe that is a lower drop, but it feels higher. It's because it depends on the durometer of the sole and where you're landing. So it's there should be an asterisk behind all those measurements. David. Yeah. You guys touched on a whole lot there. <laughs> Dude, it's dark by you. What is happening? I don't know, man. I think I feel like I'm in like one of those Looney Tunes cartoons where like <laughs> the thing's closing in on me. After I'm done talking, I'll go and open the window over there. At first, I was too bright, and now I'm too dark. So, okay. You did some I don't know, too, right on the development that that Jared Ward was talking about. 
a little bit. Um, but I was looking, I mean, it was more about like the forefoot stiffness and kind of like what you were talking about, creating the angles and the, the dynamic mobility with the shoe and how it responds to the given forces put upon it. Um, and at various paces and intensities and durations as well. So, yeah. but my main thing when I was thinking of the drop ratio, besides the deformation of the foam, as you land and sink, you know, I was thinking as well as like load sharing musculature wise. So if you have a higher drop ratio, you might take a little bit more pressure off of the calves over the course of 26 miles versus like say the speed elite where it's a very aggressive and spike feeling. And mm -hmm. even though it is a marathon flat, some people might not be able to take it there. And um, I think it's more just about like the, the load sharing so right. to speak so shifting, yeah shifting it away making it easier on the ankle making it easier on the calves and giving the shoe a ability to create a cadence that allows for the glutes the hamstrings the quads everything to kind of fire nice and smooth and fluid and create that gait cycle you're looking for that very smooth rhythmic cadence yeah. um maybe it brings so up that's probably all i'd be able to add that's that's a good great point that remembered with so this is technically a rockered sole remember that you can't take force away, right? You can only shift where it is. And a lot of these rockered shoes, they do reduce the work at the ankle, but they increase it at the knee and the hip. So I've actually um, used this as a way to do some retraining on some people that have like Achilles tendonitis, osis, and foot and ankle issues that are runners. And when I'm trying to teach them a little bit how to use more of a hip or knee strategy, I've actually been able to use, and this is anecdotal, there's no research on this yet, um, a rockered shoe to be able to help them shift away and start utilizing some other things because just doing like muscle activation stuff, right? You're not changing their coordination. And that's actually been a no. way to try to do that with people. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. David, you're right. That it's kind of trying to redistribute that load. Yeah. But also know that's cool. why anecdotally there's been, I've had some patients who are very hip dominant or hamstring dominant report some issues with some of these shoes because it starts to overemphasize that pattern. So you'll hear a lot of people in the vapor flies complain about hamstring issues. And part of that is, yeah, you got more load at the hip. And if that's your dominant muscle group, that might start getting overworked a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Anecdotal. Cool. Well, <laughs> well, you know, thank you. Not research-based, not evidence-based practice. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to fix the lighting. Those who submitted questions, thanks for doing that. We'll try to post a, something on our Facebook and our Instagram before we do everyone so that people have chances to ask questions that they want to hear us talk about, um, hear us respond to. So just you can keep an eye out for that for the future. Let's do a quick um, kind of pro and con, like your favorite thing about the shoe and your least favorite thing about the shoe. Who wants to go first? Nathan, you should go first. Okay. I did hear the question too, so that was good. <laughs> um, so I think my favorite thing would probably be the, the PIBA foam and that speed roll technology. I actually did a marathon in these. I figured if it could simulate like a recreational marathon or kind of, you know, population, I might as well do a marathon and see how it goes in a marathon. And so I, I found that I really, really appreciated it about 20 to 22 miles in when I was really starting to get fatigued. And um, it kind of saved my butt, to be honest. Um, so that was good. I think what I don't like about it, though, is that I feel like I can only run on the road in these shoes. Like, they're pretty unstable. 
like yeah. in terms of the foam and like it feels almost as if you're floating and i'm still trying to figure it out figure out if that's a good thing or a bad thing um luckily the outsole kind of has a little bit more tread on it and a little bit more substance and so you get a little bit of ground fill when you're landing so that's nice mm -hmm. but besides that i mean the turning is kind of shaky like i don't feel comfortable going on grass or dirt or or changing terrains at all so that's yeah. probably it's like a road only shoe that's probably like my one kind of beef with it yeah i i'll just piggyback off you there because i think my, my least favorite thing about the shoe was the stability for me primarily i'm a heel striker primarily through the heel um this is uh, marketed as a speed day shoe and i would say that's what I would recommend using it for. When I was going any slower um, and spending a little bit more time in the heel, I felt a lot of instability um, rocking back and forth. Part of that, if you look at kind of the makeup of this midsole here, there's even this, uh, a bit of a, a ridge on, on each side. And um, it's that the stack isn't that high. It's kind of, you know, your foot sits down into the bed of it a little bit, but I personally could feel that on both sides of my foot and depending on exactly how I landed, I would feel it either pushing me one way or the other, um, especially when I was at slower paces. When I went faster, stability was honestly fine on, again on the road, but um, you know, it's, it's built for that. It's built for speed day, just a little unstable through the heel. Um, and, and so I'd say that was my, my least favorite thing. I like the shoe. Um, this is the one I was most excited about of the three. Um, uh, there are a lot of things I like. Obviously, the ride is really fun and really smooth. But I, one other shout out just to all the uppers and the construction of the uppers and the toe box for these. I just give it huge high marks. So this thing is super durable. This upper is durable, but also light. It's not adding a lot compared to what the Pro has in terms of weight. Um, but they, these toe boxes are super high volume, but the mid midfoot locks down your foot really well. So it's not necessarily the widest forefoot you, you'll ever see in your life, but the volume is high enough that the, the upper adapts to, to the foot super well, whether you're narrow or a little bit more wide. So I was, I was super impressed with basically the shaping of that toe box in the upper in the, in the uh, endorphin speed, but even the other ones too. I, to, piggy, to further piggyback off Nathan, the, the uppers of the endorphin series are some of my favorite. I love the soles. Um, but the uppers are, are phenomenal and have made me look rethink how I assess uh, other footwear's uppers when I see these, like, you know, I've, I've got a couple other Saucony models right now, so I've got the guide that I just posted and then the Hurricane. And it's great. They're great shoes. But, man, those uppers are so thick. And I'm like, you guys did this so well in the Endorphin series. I'd love to see them translate some of that technology sure. into those shoes because you're going to knock so much weight off those shoes, and the uppers are still phenomenal. Um, the, the speed is definitely a little more snug than the pro is, especially for me in the forefoot. Uh, but it's still super airy. The, it locks down super well. Um, there is, there's a heel counter in there. I didn't feel it at all. It locks down the foot super well. It is very comfortable upper. It was great. Um, awesome. the, I, I agree with everybody that. The sole, again, I'm a huge fan of the Pro. The sole was awesome. It was nice to get a little less stiffness in the um, in the forefoot through the plate with the nylon plate, as it so it's not so aggressive. But you could still use it as a workout shoe, and I, I used it primarily for workouts. And most of the workouts I did do it were either 
fart legs. I did one temple run and then a lot of hill repeats is that's where I was kind of in my phase of kind of rebuilding my body back. So it, it can move. This shoe moves just as well as any racing flat with just as just a, a lot more cushion. But when it comes yeah. to some of that, like the, that longer effort, I do, I prefer the pro just cause it's, it's got a little bit more stability and a little bit better roll. It's still a great rolling shoe, but Man, for me, that midfoot and that heel, the forefoot's great, right? Once you get off that speed roll, it is awesome. But those that midfoot heel was so was it was not so, but it was very unstable for me as I'm again the stability guy, and even these guys felt that. So and again, as David mentioned, like you can't take this off road. This is a purely road shoe. Yeah. Not just because you'll you will literally tip. The outsole did fairly well on road, but if you take this anywhere yeah. else, that thing is gonna get destroyed. Because it's just exposed. Yeah foam with just with some you know added additional rubber but just the stability and the the outsole this is not a trail shoe at all and i would never use this so <laughs> that's not what they're no but as a like workout lightweight trainer if my body if my ankles were a little bit more stable this would be phenomenal right like this is yeah. your your kinvara alternative for somebody who wants a little more drop a little more stack height and a lot more like a lot of bounce that they can use at like either yeah. race day or marathon or workout or lightweight trainer shoe. Yeah. I would say stability isn't necessarily a red flag for it, but it's definitely one of those things where if you want to use this on a regular basis for a lot of miles, you've got to be a, an efficient runner. Um, right. But it's not a red flag. not like this is the most unstable shoe ever put out on the market. There's wow. a lot of stability parts to it that are good. Um, and the nylon plate helps with that and they have a little bit of a heel counter in there. So there's some things that can help, but, uh, your cat's going crazy over there. Yeah, sorry. We are leaving this in here. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. We don't cut things. This is just no, raw. You just get, raw. you get life a little. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our section of if this shoe were a blank, what would it be? Um, it was fun. We got some uh, suggestions for what to do from some of y'all out there. This was from Tara Blanchard Sobo, and we might bring this one back for the future. But her suggestion was this. If this shoe were a professional runner, who would it be? So I'm going to go first because I'm afraid you're going to take mine, and then I won't be able to think of another one. <laughs> so I'm going to go first. Um, so this shoe is super fun to run in. I mean, the entire endorphin line is, and this is – this is no exception. So I wanted to find some that was fun, um, but didn't take itself, didn't take themselves too seriously. Uh, you know, just one, the colorway of this is not like too serious of a colorway. It's got some clown colors to it. Um, it's not the racing flat, so it doesn't take itself that seriously, but it's fun to run in, good at what it does. Um, so my answer is Craig Ingalls for, for this. I mean, anyone who has a, a mullet, um, I mean, they don't, they can't take themselves too seriously. So that's my answer um, for my comparator. Agree, disagree? Got somebody else in mind? I like the pick. I like the pick. 
was that based on my suggestion? No, no. <laughs> I had it before you before you gave that threw that one. Oh, out. Okay, it just just solidified it. Yeah, I was like, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> that that wasn't my pick, so that's good. <laughs> so, is it okay if I do two? Go for it. Oh. It's gonna take mine. Okay, no, actually, let's go. Klein, you go first. No, I'm still actually working on it technically, so please go first. Oh. <laughs> he had okay. he knew this question like two days ago. Yeah, I like know. Yeah, I'm not good at these, so it's gonna be fun to watch me struggle with these every time. So Just, I'll try and make it quick because it looks like Zoom's gonna kick us off in seven minutes and fifty seconds. So, <laughs> but um, so the shoe's very light. It's very fun. It's kind of just a fun shoe. I think of something that's like all smiles when I think of this shoe. And so I have two runners I have in mind. So one is actually an ultra runner. And since the shoe does design to go super far, I think it's fitting. Um, I'm going to go with Courtney DeWalter. She's all smiles. I don't know how you can do a 200 mile race and still have all smiles and be all joyful at the end of it. So I think... <laughs> I'm going to go with Courtney DeWalter, and then um, the shoe, the color scheme also kind of reminds me of the, the New Balance kits a couple years ago, I think, uh, the white on teal. And so I'm going to go with one of my favorite 1500 runners, Corey McGee. She's right. another one of those ones, all smiles, just constantly, you know, having fun on the track and running fast. So those are my picks. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> Klein? I want to give a shout out to one of my buddies. Uh, this shoe reminds me of a friend of mine whose name is Matt Crow, who's, who it trains harder than anybody I've ever met in my life. And you're talking to someone who also runs 100 mile weeks. This guy just keeps putting it down. He has trained very hard. He's broken 14 minutes for the 5K. He keeps going after the mile. Uh, he remind, this, this shoe reminds me of him because this shoe is fast. You can move in this thing and you could go run a mile in it. But I think it's a better distance shoe, and that's my. And he is like the shoe, right? It's it's super fun. It's, it's lighthearted, right? That's perfectly like him. He's just he's a great guy. He's lighthearted. He keeps like chomping away at trying to be a professional runner, um, and has done some awesome stuff uh, traveling. And but I would have to say I think he needs to move up a distance because I have a feeling once he moves up he'll he'll <laughs> crush it. And I keep try, I keep suggesting that to him. He wants to keep doing the mile on five k, but man. Matt, you got to move up, dude. You got to do half marathon, like marathon. That's training. awesome. And you're going to blow it away. So if I was going to pick a professional, awesome. that would be Matt Crow. Love it. Any, any other closing thoughts, guys? Otherwise, I'll sign us out here. Um, David, you got anything? I'm trying to think. Um, if, if you don't, you don't I, have to. one of the, the biggest so, things. Yeah, go for it. So um, I'm actually a half size up because Klein's a 10, I'm a nine and a half. So as far as sizing goes, I think it does run true to size. However, it's a performance trainer and does run snug. So if you don't like that snug lockdown fit, I actually was okay a half size up and it felt more like a regular trainer as far as the fit goes. Right. So definitely agree where it was a little snug for me and I think it probably yeah. fit it a little bit better. So just be aware of that. So that was, that's good. I didn't feel too snug, but you did say that for your forefoot, but I, I felt good at my size. My, my other suggestion would be, I think this is the shoe that more people should pay attention to. If you are, if you have really stable mechanics, 
and you want just a little more forgiving and, and cushioned ride, I really suggest looking at the endorphin speed because I think it's going to fit better for a wider variety of individuals. Whereas the endorphin is, is more aggressive. And it, again, even, the pro. even, yeah, I'm sorry. The pro uh, is only, it's 0.3 ounce lighter, but it's a very different ride. It is more aggressive for sure. And I think that people really need that should look at the speed, especially for your marathon distance. Yeah. I think a lot, some people will be fine, but consider it. It's a good shoe. And then, you know, no, the reason the nylon plate is there is because different people do better with different plate stiffnesses. I talked about in the article that we've had two re great research paper come out this year in 2020 that from uh, McLeod et al. that actually worked with Jared Ward that they found that each person has a very unique amount of stiffness that they need for optimal performance, right? So not everybody's going to do well with a carbon fiber plate. And we know that right. from a guy named Herbert Loser uh, who also posted a – who. Uh, published a paper this year about the fact that different people have different responses to these shoes and they need different things. Different people need different durometer, different plate stiffness for optimal performance. So it's great that we now have some options, right? Yeah. Awesome. And the cat has thoughts too. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to add one last thing. Hashtag Frappuccino Friday. Okay. That's a thing now. That's a thing now. Yeah. We're recording on a Friday. Obviously. But, uh, well, thanks for tuning in. Um, we're excited to keep cranking these out. Those are our thoughts about the art and science, putting the uh, Saucony endorphin speed on your feet. Uh, make sure to subscribe below if you want to keep updated on this stuff. Uh, check out our website at drsofrunning.com if you want to see our other reviews and footwear science and rehab science articles and reviews. Uh, we look forward to meeting with you guys next time. All right.